Welcome to the You and Me podcast, the podcast for real brides looking for real advice. This episode of Wedding Planning Q&A is brought to you by The Bridal Journey and Wonderlust Creative. So today on the show, we're answering your questions. We talk about neon signs, um, discussing black tie events, and also COVID and insurance. So how are you, Laura? I am good. How are you, Andy? Thank you. How's your week been? My week has been good. The sun has been shining this week, which is really nice. I have been getting a little deep off my own, like offline in my personal life with everything that's been going on in Canberra at the moment. So it's not something I think we really delve into on the podcast, but um, there was the March for Justice yesterday around the country um, and I just... I think it's a good thing to kind of bring up because I also think it's a nice thing to ask if you are okay. I think there's Are You Okay Day and that is an amazing um, trigger for everybody to be reminded about mental health. But I also think with what's going on at the moment and um, the patriarchy that is currently – patriarchy out there I think it's something that we need to actually ask everyone if everyone's okay for every time because it's amazing how many people you know that is actually affected by what's going on at the moment um, in Australia and with our because we've got quite a lot of international listeners and so we've got a really big issue at the moment in Australia with um, the leaders of our country and their views on women um, which is crazy in the 21st century and in a first world country. But anyway, so I've been getting a little bit deep and I've been Do doing you know a little protest. Do march in Torquay today? Yeah, yeah, I saw yeah. that. And there was a big thing at the beach um, yesterday, I think it was. So, yeah, I think, you know, it's a good opportunity for us to also just probably sit here and say we have a really incredible lighthearted podcast where we discuss very materialistic things that are so much fun and super light but um you know you just actually never know what is behind people's closed doors so if you want to talk to us about um your shoes bridal shoes but also about the fact that you know this week is pretty triggering for people um we are always open and always there Mm. Lovely. So, yes, but let's go on to happier things yes. because I feel myself starting to get on a rant with some things and let's just not go there. So, let's go to question one. And this is from Abby. And Abby says, Hi there, just wondering if you'll be able to do a podcast on Hen's Day ideas and also alternatives to neon signs. So, a double ended question here. Would love some inspo. Hope you've all had a great weekend. Okay, so. Hen's Day ideas. Oh, we were actually just kind of talking about this offline too, weren't we? Hen's Day ideas. I don't know. Gone are the days, or are they, of strippers and pub crawls and, um, you know, dinners at bars and dressing up in toilet paper. I, I think Hen's Day is kind of – the Hen's Days that are really different are the kind of Hen's Days that are relevant, I suppose, to the hen um rather than kind of like a reflection of like a wild bridesmaid or 
<laughs> anything like that. Um, you know, I've had, I've been to heaps of hens and I've seen so many people do hens that is a reflection of, you know, the party that they want rather than the bride. So oh, I don't know, some okay. ideas I reckon you could do like yoga retreats, um, Boring. like, live drawings like drawings where you go to like an art studio and do like a live drawing well i've got a hens coming up Um, in about two weeks and it's karaoke and then we've got a a drag queen to come to the karaoke and perform i've been to a couple of drag queens yeah yeah i think that's really fun i don't know but like new things that people don't do very often i don't know that's it's a hard one like people always do spa days um, or like yoga and well, do morning yoga. the best hens you've ever been on? Um, what was the best one? My, the oh, we took a mystery flight. Wow, that was incredible cool. actually. So there was only the bridal party. Like it wasn't a, um, it wasn't a big group thing and we had a mystery flight and we had that two is cool. th- yes that was really cool and even like one girl who booked it knew kind of what was sort of going on um but the bride and the rest of us had no idea and that was that's probably cool. the funnest because when you got there you kind of didn't really know where you were and know what you were doing so you just kind of you didn't have too many options that you needed to consider you just went to the nearest bar and that was incredible and then we had heaps of great dinners and googled like a winery and it was really fun that was my best what was yours my favorite was we had a house in Portsea oh yeah this beautiful like amazing multi-million dollar house yeah and they had like a big cheese platter and so we're just drinking by the pool all afternoon it was like a really hot sunny day and then it was so close to the um Portsea pub yes so we walked down to there and salt bar had opened so we went out there and yeah, it was just so good. Just Sometimes I feel day. like too you don't need – people can entertain themselves. Yes. So you don't need to feel <laughs> like you consistently need to entertain people. And I think that's what was so great about it is like we're all just happy to be there and chat and have a couple of drinks. Like yep. You don't have to feel like sometimes yep. you – I think people feel like people can't entertain themselves. Yeah, you've got to fill the time. But yeah. people do that at a wedding. Like mm. people are always like, do we need a photo booth? Do we need this? Do we need that? And it's like, no, you don't actually need anything. You don't if you need – people don't need activities. No, They're just no. happy to yeah. sit and have a yeah. chat. Or if you're going to do one, do like have like – like a life drawing and have that as the activity and then go to dinner. I feel you like, know? Um, like a bride we interviewed Charlotte Heinrich and a Heinrich sister had a cool hens. It was like a Coco Cabana showgirl kind of thing. Ooh. So they had all the feathers and she had like this yes, jewel bra on. And, and, yep, yep, yep. Yeah. Um, like the see. showgirl kind of dancing look and it looked quite – like you could have a theme as yes, well. Yes, yes. I mean, people are into that. But, I mean, like it was kind of a cool, cool theme. Yes. Um, yeah. But I just threw it out there on our Instagram too, mm. which I'm sure obviously will – it's up now and this episode's not going live for a mm-hmm. week or two. Mm. And asking you what's the best hens you've ever been on and maybe Abby can get some ideas. So we'll post yes. the answers to our stories and I'll save that in the highlight. Yeah. But do like um, fun ones. Suggest fun ones. Yeah, or the best one you've – The best, the best one, one you've been to or, or the one that you highlight. want – like the what the the one you yeah. want. Like you know, this is what I would have if you know. Yeah, cool. I did it. All right. Um, okay. So, but neon signs. Just to quickly touch for Abby, what's an alternative? What is an alternative? Well, 
I don't know. For me, it's just, it's lighting. I just think lighting is so important and can make such a difference. So there are so many options though. Like there's a supplier in, I think they're in WA called Mictric Events. Yeah, I think that if you're based in WA, they are the kings of like lighting creative installs. And I'll chuck them in my show notes and our show notes. But they they just create incredible like they're all like built around the color palette for the stylist or the planner um they can be really big chandelier styles made of tassels I've seen some that they do that's like perforated circular like lighting options so I think that you know if you do the neon don't just do a standard like Mr. and Mrs. or like meet meet the Smiths or something. You've got to have some oh. fun with it. Run with a quote or do um you know do little neons everywhere. So if you're at the bar, do a, a, a oh, martini glass. Neon. I like yeah. the bar, you know, just yeah. the bar with the neon around. Yeah, like the but you can really that. have some fun with them. So do like a or martini like your glass. Well. Yeah, just do something fun. But I think lighting as an alternative to a neon is really cool. So rather than just doing drop-down pendants, get some custom-made chandelier or large-scale lightings, which could be really good. Okay. Um, but if you didn't really like that and you wanted an alternative for like a neon wow, then oh, you, you've got to do something fun with florals. Okay. Yeah, great. 100%. All right, next one. Voice message from Tyler. Here we go. Hi, guys. I just have a quick question about the amount of alcohol drunk at weddings. So, basically, my partner doesn't really want people to get too loose. We ourselves don't drink at all um, and would love for the wedding to be more of, like, a black tie gala rather than a hectic on the dance floor getting dirty kind of event (laughs) nothing against it just kind of what he was more hoping for and I was just wondering if there are any tips tricks on like managing the amount that people drink oh she's still going one way my partners consider doing this is by not allowing uh shots or any kind of straight alcohol and yeah wondering is that a good idea I'm a little bit hesitant I fall more in the people pleaser where I just want everyone to have a lot of fun (laughs) (laughs) that's controversial Uh Tyler um (laughs) there's a few options I think I think if you wanted guests to pay for themselves, they're never going to drink as much. Um, but you definitely don't want to do that. You don't want to have a um, BYO or a pay at the bar scenario. So definitely no shots, um, no cocktails. I wouldn't necessarily suggest um, cocktail hour then. Maybe scrap that, have a later ceremony, go straight into your reception. No spirits at the early or the late stage of the evening um what's another thing that you could do you could limit the amount of beverages like the choice in beverages so don't give people too many options so that they don't want to try too many things have one white one red one beer that's it um or the i suppose the probably the best way to combat this and it might not be something that you want to do but if you guys are a non-drinkers and you really do want to make sure that your day reflects you i would either 
I would suggest you you can't kind of have a night reception and do it super effectively. I mean, if you've got a per head package, they're just going to drink the way that they feel on the day. You're not going to be able to request them not to unless you don't serve alcohol at all. Um, So the best way, if you really wanted to probably limit how much people have to drink, I would be suggesting you have a lunch wedding. Don't do an evening wedding. I know that seems a little bit like outside the scope of what you would plan or what you would ordinarily book. Like nobody would ordinarily book to probably have a lunch unless there was no available times at the space that they wanted and when they wanted it. But um, people don't tend to drink as much over a lunch wedding as they do at a dinner wedding. Um, The times that you are on site at a lunch wedding is generally reduced as well. So you kind of more have a four-hour package, not a six-hour package, um, which again limits kind of like what they're doing here. But um, I would, I would, I would suggest yes, definitely no spirits. Um, in, if you want to keep it as like a, a nighttime event, have it at. Um, a later ceremony, get rid of cocktail hour, do your photographs for your, you know, do first look photos instead of that cocktail hour where you've got to feed them booze and feed them food Um, and just go straight into your reception. Do not have a bar, have a table service only. So that doesn't allow guests to continuously go to a bar. The guests then rely on your caterers to top their glasses up and if their caterers are not topping the glasses up as regularly as maybe they would go to the bar you're going to limit their intake a little bit as well Um, but if you really want to have a profound impact I suggest which it might not be something you would want to do but I would suggest you um you look at a lunch wedding because I know myself like I mean unless it's a bottomless brunch and you're there for like you know that thing that one little thing I'm you're going to drink more does that make sense at a night than you probably are at a lunch no one wants to be like super messy day drunk Hmm. that's my tip not sure that you would want to change if you've got a night reception to a lunch reception but if you are really adamant about the amount of beverages consider it because that is one surefire way without actually guests having to pay for themselves, <laughs> that you will get them to drink less. Is it a lunch? There you go. And do not have a walk-up bar. Have table service only because that won't allow them to get five drinks in a row. Oh, that's a good idea. Yeah. Table service. Table service, no bar. Don't go up to the bar. Nope, no Uncle bar. John would be going up to the bar every five minutes. <laughs> Requesting the Uso lit. shot, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Requesting the tequila shots. Mm-mm. So, yeah, so that is it. Good luck, though, Tyler, because that is one I feel for you because – You could just tell them being to put a water in the vodka. <gasps> totally, Yeah. <laughs> But you've got to be drunk enough to notice. If you're not drinking much, you'll notice that. Yes. All right. Oh, okay. We've got a long one. This oh, is from question Hannah. three. Oh, hi, Hannah. So okay. Oh, voicemail. Okay. Beautiful. Hey, Andy and Laura. I just listened to your um, second episode of the Wedding Planner versus Stylist Q&A. And I um, just want to say thank you so much for answering my question. You actually gave me a lot of food for thought, not just in the terms of like if the venue has a planner or an on-day coordinator, as she may be, um, you know, do you still need a planner and a stylist? But also just um, what you also said about, you know, making sure that the team that you have around you are your people actually gave me 
more food for thought than anything because it made me realise even if, you know, the in-house planner, coordinator, whatever you want to call it, whatever her role might be, is that role, like, is that actually the person that I want to work with on the day or could an actual um, planner with their own um, business be more appropriate and be more suitable for me on the day? So that actually was really um, some valuable insight that you gave me. So, yeah, I think that we'll... um I just realised this is going to be a few parts, so um, bear with me. I didn't realise there's a recording limit. So, yeah, you actually, that was really helpful. It made me realise that a good idea would be to lock in the venue and then take the time to meet with some planners and stylists and see who we connect with best. And... uh, Sorry, keeps cutting me off. Um, Yeah, see who we connect with best and then make the decision of um, whether we decide to go with a planner and stylist or just go with a stylist and use the in-house coordinator. So that was very valuable. So thank you for that. And then um, a question for your next episode in regards to COVID and weddings moving forward. We actually got engaged um, New Year's of 2019, so thought that 2020 was going to be wedding planning year and all of that. And of course, with the pandemic, that completely got um, sidelined while we focused on our businesses and just, you know, getting through the pandemic. But now we're ready to start um, planning and getting things locked in, ready for next year. So a big question that I had that I wanted to ask was about insurance and COVID. Initially, we had wanted to get married overseas in Provence, in France. Um, And of course, with the landscape that the world is in right now, it's just not an option. But when I was initially looking into that, one of the biggest things that I kept seeing for international weddings was get wedding insurance. That was a big one. And I just wondered if that is something that you would recommend or is available, what with everything going on with COVID at the moment. Um, just for sort of that bit of peace of mind of cancellations and the ever-changing landscape that we keep finding ourselves with border closures and, you know, no international visitors coming in and all of that jazz. I think one thing that's just been a big concern um, because we have a lot of people, well, we we have moved interstate um, because of the pandemic and now it's sort of like you keep seeing things like Victoria going into a snap five-day lockdown or, you know, the borders closed at the drop of a hat. And so it's things like, you know, if you're guest list, I think the venue that we are looking at, looking in, um, has a maximum of 80. And then it's, you know, if the borders close the day before and, you know, 20 of your or 25, 40 of your guests aren't able to make it it's um it's a really difficult one with figuring out you know how to proceed and and I realize it's that fine balance of you know things can happen and you roll with it you make the best of the day as it is on the day um and you know obviously venue suppliers they all still need to get paid they can't control what's happening um with borders and all of that but yeah that was also sort of circles back to my initial question about planners Do you feel like that is something has become or more and more planners are sort of offering as part of their services now some advice and some guidance in terms of navigating any cancellations or changes that might pop up at the last minute and assistance with advising on contracts with suppliers for couples who, you know, don't really want to have to negotiate and set up contracts with multiple, multiple suppliers. So is that something that would be more valuable as to hire a planner and let them really help you navigate all of that now that it's such a different um, world than it was two years ago? 
but I did just want to say that I'm absolutely loving the podcast. It has been so, so helpful and valuable for me. So yeah, loving all the content and um, love how interactive this all is and sorry for sending through a million voice messages. Um, But yeah, look forward to hearing your thoughts and feedback on insurance and COVID and how planners can help with all of that. Thanks so much. Oh, Hannah, she is in such a predicament and she has raised some really, really valid points, I think, that is needed to know by everybody who is planning a wedding in Australia. Okay, firstly, COVID insurance and wedding planning insurance exists overseas, maybe not even COVID insurance, but wedding planning insurance is a huge thing in Europe, London, um, a couple of my couples in America have got it. There is not a big um, push for wedding insurance here in Australia. I actually don't know any of my couples that have got it. I don't know if there is anything that they can actually get that is specific for wedding insurance. Um, It's a really uh, unknown scope And um, it's something that you can find a lot about it. Um, But there's also, it's almost like pet insurance. There are a lot of loopholes. Um, So typically what's covered by a wedding insurance would be cancellation, uh, rescheduling um, suppliers failing to produce um, marquee damage, equipment damage, rings, gifts, transport, public liability. Um, wedding insurance can be, um, you know, it can be quite cheap or it can be quite expensive. However, it does really, it really depends on also what your inspl- your suppliers have and what their insurance actually covers themselves and what they can um you know they can provide for you so I do know one like like one part of um one supplier sorry I should say is um dream wedding insurance I have heard of these guys before um and it's got limits so it's almost like it's almost like a pet insurance or a health insurance it's got what's provided to a certain monetary value um, and you either do one-off payments or multiple payments and that covers fit you for extenuating circumstances um, up to a certain dollar value however like any contract you need you must read terms and conditions and you must before you pay anything and before you put anything on paper and rely on anything um you you need to read the t's and c's and it's actually interesting right now that I'm saying that because I'm just like flicking through and having a look at something and I've just found that there's a notice put on dream wedding insurance that says as of March last year While we assess the impact of all the public health advice around COVID-19, we've suspended issuing new policies for weddings taking place before October the 1st, 2020. So obviously this hasn't been updated. Policies can still be purchased for weddings taking place after October the 1st. However, these policies will not have coverage for claims relating to COVID-19. 
However, it may be fully refunded or amended to a future date if the wedding is unable to go ahead due to government lockdowns or social distancing restrictions only. So government lockdowns applies to the five-day social distancing, obviously the 1.5-meter rule that does not include borders. Really, really interesting. So what do you mean by that? Well, it covers some of your wedding but it doesn't cover everything in terms of COVID. And COVID is uh, diseases are actually not really covered in any insurance, in any realm, in any facet, by any business. So it's really hard. And I do understand for Hannah that she's in a really um, hard predicament. You, Your wedding planner shall you, if you should choose to, to hire one, looks at terms and conditions and contracts every day and I probably think that they have never looked deeper and been more studious on the topic than with COVID. So if you are feeling a little bit overwhelmed and you do have a lot of um, ebbs and flows in your guest list and, and people, you've got a lot coming from overseas and you've had to shift places and you just are really unsure, then it would be really worth it to invest in a planner who can do that for you. Um, obviously, they are subject to each supplier's own terms and conditions. So they can't come in and just say, well, under mine, I protect you and I cover every other supplier. That's not how it works. Um, But they'll be able to get you the best contractual agreements with the suppliers that you choose that cover you to the best of both the suppliers and to your ability. You know, like we've spoke about this in an episode before. It's, It's a really fine line between who refunds what money, who asks for what money back, when is the cutoff point, you know, there is going to be a point where um, your venue or your catering company needs to purchase food and if you're waiting until the day before to see if someone can come in the border, you, you, you have to either allocate that meal and risk that they don't get here or you'll have to, you're going to have to reduce the guest list um, and if they come, that's great, but tell them to grab Maccas on the way because there's just no viable option for caterers to big one guest here and there, totally different story. But if you've got 20 and 30 that are going to be coming from New Zealand and our quarantine laws don't allow them to waltz in and we don't know when's that's gonna, when that is going to change, then it, it's too much pressure on you to have that in limbo And unfortunately, things like catering companies aren't going to be able to feed an additional 20 or 30 people the night before your wedding just because the borders open. So there's a cutoff time. Be really aware of their their contractual cutoff times for when you need to make decisions. Um, However, in terms of insurance and policy, COVID, you can take out wedding insurance for other matters, you know, such as... um, you know, you pay a premium and then <laughs> someone does a runner and you've got to <laughs> you've got to be covered for a certain amount of money. Um, no insurance will cover everything or every cost. Um, and just reading right now on Dream Wedding Insurance, they are not covering um, COVID to a certain extent. And they mm. haven't updated their they haven't updated no it one since is. March. What do they so do? They can't. You can't. Otherwise insurance companies will be Bust. forking out million millions victoria alone was like a i think it was a 63 billion dollar wedding and events industry per year in victoria alone and that includes you know that includes 
um, entertainment and festivals and stuff like that. 63 billion a year though. There is no insurance company that can fork out $63 billion from your $800 one-off payment. That's just not feasible for anyone. So I would just be really, really careful, Hannah. I would enlist the help of professionals if you're really unsure. If you've got kind of a, um, a unique kind of guest list or a unique um, situation where it could really, like the balance could be kind of hanging for months and months and months before you can make a decision, then I would. I would suggest investing in those that are going to be able to help you um but again like we've said every single time be really upfront with your um suppliers and let you know the concerns do note that your venue manager is not going to be the one that's going to be organizing and reading contracts so if you do have a venue event manager they're not doing that for you um so just like you were saying in your voicemail the difference between having a manager on the day and a planner be very careful about assuming that a manager from a venue are going to be able to help you with other suppliers contractual agreements that's not really what they you know that's not their job and that's not what they're there to do so um do I suggest wedding insurance uh not right now because I feel like it's, it's going you. to cover you for what you don't need it to cover you. you want it to cover you for COVID and you just and they just don't. So um, why would people get yeah. it then? Like, what are other reasons? Look, I think people would it be get like it just deciding in case, not to um, get married. Well, maybe what, what I think other people things they cover. They co- oh gosh, they cover you know they cover catering or wedding cancellation. Let's just say um, you have to cancel your wedding because. Um, you know, a family member close to you could pass away. Um, One of the people does a runner, like anything like that. There's obviously like (laughs) asterisks with like in the event of, um, (laughs) you know, you know, wedding insurance for a supplier that just doesn't turn up and doesn't provide for you what they have been paid for. Does that happen often? Um, not that I am aware of, no. Yeah, so it's never, not, but I mean, you'd really. be working with the same suppliers as a wedding planner. Yeah, we work with you? a you lot of the same. You wouldn't be getting just someone, no. Joe Blow nah. from. No, nah. we never use suppliers that we haven't worked with or that, you know, we don't know about. So, yeah. um, oh, there you go. There's a little clause in there. It covers you $5,000 for your accidental death. Your accidental death. <laughs> you just worth so five what? grand, guys. So, so, so <laughs> please don't die you don't before your wedding day. Yeah, wedding attire and wedding rings for you know you're covered for ten thousand um, dollars. Accidental damage to hire equipment, but see you're taking out insurance there and you're paying a one-off sum. Um, yeah, it, look, it's not something that is readily available in Australia. It's not something that. Anyone, any one of my clients other than my clients that either live in London, who it's quite developed over there, or America have even considered taking mm. out, um, I would I would not even consider it. I would just be looking at um, looking at having a really open and honest relationship with your suppliers and investing in a planner if if it does all seem just a bit too much and you've got, you know, you've got concerns that are going to take you right up to your wedding day. That's not something that you want to be stressing about the night before when you're handed a bill by somebody mm. that you didn't quite account for because of COVID. So yeah, be really careful. But reach out to, you know, your suppliers if you need to and just chat through it with them because it is a changing landscape and I think we're going to see it all year. So, um, yeah, 
do your due diligence and good luck. Mm. Okay. What's to think about? It is. It's hard during COVID, isn't it? It's so hard during COVID and it's such a, a yeah. What do you do? What do, what do you do? What do you do? You've just got to plan it to the it best could. of your ability, mm. you know? And who knows, it's not. Nap's going to go away anytime soon. So something oh. people need to consider. Well, that's it. Especially if countries are starting to um, limit certain vaccinations. Mm. Mm. Oh, my God. But that is yes. a whole another That's conversation let's even not start. even go there <laughs> the whole blood blood clot uh, thing isn't it yes you've been Wild. watching the news lately a lot no you've, you've i do follow a of few i know i do follow a few um is it right wing people <laughs> don't get it wrong <laughs> whatever one you follow do not get it wrong. yeah i follow be. the people that are questioning what we're being fed oh, in no. terms of the oh, media no. so it's interesting i think okay you keep your mind open. Anyway, we're going to talk um, about Please wedding don't tell planning. Me you follow Pete, Pete Evans. Oh no, I don't. Oh, God, no, no, I'm God. not that far. Oh, I'm not that far. What a relief. Left, I thought we right, might. Whatever we are. Be ending it soon. <laughs> we no longer have this podcast because yeah, no. Okay. okay. Moving on. If you, so if you have it, oh okay. <laughs> Jinx. <laughs> now we just want to get off the topic of bloody Pete Evans. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> if you have a question or would like our advice, simply record your message and slide on into our Instagram DMs or leave us an email with your message attached to hello at the umepodcast.com. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. Bye. Ciao for now.